The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. How are you today? Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. This is the show that challenges you to make a difference in your world, and I am going to challenge you to focus on what really matters in your life. So for this one hour, I'm asking you to listen, consider, and apply the information that you hear today to just you. That's right, just you. Not your best friend, your child, your parent, your coworker, or your significant other. And I know that'll be hard. But I'm asking you just to focus on you. You are the only person you can really change. You are the only person that you are really responsible for. And you are the person that can truly make a difference. I know you're busy. We are all very busy, aren't we? And there's so much to do, so much to get done, lots to think about. There's so much information out there, and it's easy to get confused or to lose focus or even to feel overwhelmed. But for today, I'm asking you to take this time to focus on what really matters to you. Are you taking for granted the people and the things that are most important for you? I'm asking you to stay focused on the changes that you can make, the differences that you make in your world, so that you carry ripples of positive change throughout your own life and the lives of the people that you touch, even the people that you don't know. Let's start this morning by making our own sunshine. What are you grateful for? I'm vacationing this morning on the beautiful Gulf Coast of Alabama, and we have had beautiful weather. We have had a wonderful time of quiet and rest, and we've enjoyed many, many activities here that have just energized and rejuvenated us. And yesterday we had a special blessing. We got to visit with some dolphins in the Gulf, who played and danced for almost an hour with us, and it was so special, so energizing and just entertaining. And they knew it. They were show-offs. They knew exactly what they were doing. 
Well, those are the things I'm grateful for this morning. What are you grateful for? Have you made your own sunshine today? Have you taken the time to say thank you to the blessings and the people that bless your lives? That's right. Have you said thank you to the people who are most important to you? Do you let them know how important they are and how they affect you? Do you know that one little moment of saying thank you changes the energy around you? That alone, if you did nothing else today but to say thank you to every person who blesses your life, you would have an incredible impact on the lives of the people around you. You would change the energy. You can try this experiment today. You can go out there and say thank you to every person that you meet. Thank them for their smile. Thank them for that look of acknowledgement. Thank them for the kind and gentle things that they do for you. Or maybe the really big things that they do for you, depending on who it is. Say thank you and see what happens. Look at your own energy. Look at what happens to the people around you. you Something as simple as saying thank you to someone else changes their brain. That's right. It changes their brain. It changes your brain, too. We know from all the brain studies that just observing someone else doing some act of kindness gives our brain the same feeling, the same changes, the same increase in those wonderful, good neurotransmitters in our brain. This morning, I'm going to ask you to think about mental attitude and your mental health. It isn't just about thought. Movement, action, those are important parts of the health of our brain. Today, I'm going to discuss the interaction, the interplay of thought and deed in the development of brain health and cognitive function. Is there a difference in the type of actions you take? You bet. Does it require very intensive awareness to improve the health of your brain? No, not much. But what about mental discipline? Is that important in overall brain health? What about physical change? Can you create physical change with your thoughts? I bet you know the answer to that one. So we start every week with a moment of gratitude. Do you know why? Is it just some nice thing that I've included because it makes us feel better? Well, maybe. But it's really more than that. There's science behind my action. It is about your health. I've spent the last few weeks talking about brain health. There is an incredible amount of recent research that is just making it to the public awareness about healthy brains. And this is motivated somewhat by the number of baby boomers hitting that age. You know what I mean. That age. When we assume that brain changes, things like memory loss, slower thinking, brain fog, 
we assume those things show up because of age. And we've been told and we tell ourselves that this is a normal sign of aging. Let me tell you, that's a lie. The brain doesn't have to deteriorate. But we don't know how to take care of our brains. We don't recognize that the lifelong choices we make actually have a direct impact on the health of our brain as we age. We believe that there is nothing we can do for the health of our brains. None of that is true. We can maintain a healthy brain throughout our lifetime, no matter how long we live. You see, the brain has the ability to change. It's called neuroplasticity. And no matter how old we are, we have the ability for learning as long as our brain is healthy. Our genetics play only a small part in the health of our brain. And for the most part, we can overcome our genetics if we maintain a healthy brain. Without toxins in the brain to activate our genetic switches, we can keep our brains healthy and functioning throughout our lifetime. Today, we're talking about brain actions. So I'm going to ask you about brain actions. You see, I'm assuming a long, long life for you. With the knowledge that we have today, there is no reason that all of us can't live to see 100 or maybe more. Do you want to live a long, healthy life? I do. I still have a lot to contribute to this world, and I'll need that time to get it all done. How about you? Do you make a difference in the lives of the people and the animals around you? Do you need lots of time to continue the journey you are on? Do you need many more years to bring about your own purpose? Do you have people who rely on you, are loved by you, and excel in their own lives because of your presence in their lives? Then Maybe you have the motivation to continue living your life in a healthy way. The motivation is important. What is your why? Is it your children, your grandchildren, your parents, or the love of your life? Have you had a loss that reminded you to live each day to the fullest? Have you seen the devastating effects of age-related dementia or coronary artery disease? that left a loved one unable to function independently or communicate effectively? I have. Maybe you have a compelling mission, a purpose that drives you. Maybe you are an active member of a community or a church, and you see clearly your impact on the lives of others. Maybe, like me, you love to learn, and there is so much more that you want to study and know about and put into action in your life. Whatever your motivation, it's important that you are aware of it. It's important to keep your motivation in front of you every day. Your motivation to be healthy is the key to overcoming the lies that you tell yourself, the excuses that you allow for yourself and the lapses in discipline that you permit yourself to indulge in. Today's discussion is on reactions. The time to think about what to do is over. That's right. This is the day to decide the actions you need to take to achieve your best brain health 
and to maintain that health for the rest of your long, healthy life. Will you do it? I hope so. We're going to take a short break. And again, as I've done before, I'm going to ask you during that break to think about what you're willing to do. What action are you willing to take? And will you commit to it even before I tell you what that action is? That's right. We're going to take a short break now. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast. Like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Ooh, Jenny, did you hear? That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788 or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We're talking about brain actions this morning, things that you can do that change your brain, keep your brain healthy, and keep you active and alert for a very long time. So let's start with an action that is relatively simple, that carries big impact on your brain health. Sleep. That's right, sleep. 
Do you know that less than six hours of sleep per night is associated with decreased circulation to the brain? And decreased circulation to the brain is the beginning of a cascade that eventually leads to limitations in brain function, such as brain fog and memory deficits. Let me do the physiology here so that you really understand what it is that happens when we stop our brain from getting enough sleep. Think about this. Circulation is about blood flow. Every cell in your body has to have three things, oxygen, fuel, and a means to repair or replicate. Oxygen is only carried on red blood cells in the blood. There is no other way to get oxygen to the cells of your body. There's no alternative carrier for oxygen molecules to get to your cells. The circulation of blood through your blood vessels is the mechanism to nourish your cells with oxygen. Your brain is particularly sensitive to oxygen. That's why we get so concerned when someone isn't breathing very well or has lung disease that interferes with the level of oxygen exchange in their lungs. To maintain healthy brain function, we have to saturate our blood with more than 95% oxygen. And that oxygen has to be transported to the brain on the red blood cells. If we are consistently sleep-deprived, we have poor circulation to the brain, starving our brain cells of the oxygen that they need to keep our memory sharp and our thinking clear. This is to all areas of the brain, not just selective areas. The thinking portion of our brain will cease to work efficiently if we fail to circulate oxygenated blood to the brain. Another way some of us prevent sufficient oxygen flow to the brain is through pollution, the inhalation of airborne toxins. The most obvious of these is through smoking. Yes, I'll make the statement, although usually I don't harp on the smokers too much. Smokers know what they're doing. They don't need any of us who are non-smokers nagging at them. And I don't mean for any of you who are listening to take this and nag at the smoker in your life. The best way to help a smoker is to offer information, plant a seed, and then give it time to grow. A smoker won't be successful at quitting unless, unless they make up their mind that it's time to quit. Now, don't get me wrong. We can't just ignore the effects of their smoking. We need to acknowledge the difficulties it creates, and I am a firm believer that physicians should routinely address the smoking issue with their patients. I'm a firm believer that the more times we point out the effects and offer information, the more likely the person who smokes begins to recognize their own discomfort. But I also believe that nagging creates more opposition and more firmly entrenches the individual in their unhealthy behavior. So if you are a smoker, listen simply to the information and consider how it applies to you. If someone you love is a smoker, make an invitation to them to listen to the information but do not nag or complain. This keeps them smoking longer. And smokers, there are many ways to quit. Try whatever fits you. If it doesn't work, or if it doesn't work the first time, do it again or add another method. You didn't get this habit overnight. It might take more than one attempt until you understand how to successfully change this habit. Keep at it until you're successful. So here's what smoking does to the oxygen levels in the blood and the effect on the brain. I said earlier that red blood cells carry oxygen. There are four places for an oxygen molecule to fit on a red blood cell. So at its healthiest, one red blood cell can carry four oxygen molecules as it travels around the body from lungs to all the other areas it will go. 
Unfortunately, those same four places can also carry other types of molecules besides oxygen. So the oxygen can be replaced. A smoker or someone who is exposed to a heavily smoke-filled environment breathes in a lot of carbon monoxide. The carbon monoxide can attach to the same place as the oxygen. It's like the bully on the playground pushing you off the swing. The bully, carbon monoxide, pushes the oxygen molecule out of the way and hitches a ride on the red blood cell. Now, our cells don't need carbon monoxide, and in fact, carbon monoxide is detrimental to our cells. But smoking allows the carbon monoxide to push the oxygen out of the way and starve our cells of the oxygen we need. I said before, the brain is especially sensitive in its need for oxygen. To keep a brain healthy, it needs a lot of oxygen. So the things we do that increase circulation to the brain will carry more oxygen to the brain unless we are breathing smoke or other pollution that inhibits the amount of oxygen that a red blood cell can carry. The increase in circulation doesn't help. So if you are a smoker or you live with a smoker or you work in a heavy smoke environment, there is something you can do to ensure your health. You can create a healthier environment within your lungs and increase the circulation of healthy oxygen to your brain. We can see the effects of smoking-related oxygen deprivation in the skin of a smoker. Those wrinkles, that prematurely old skin, shows us what happens to cells that don't get enough oxygen. That same effect happens on the inside to the other cells of the body. The heart muscle of a smoker actually needs more oxygen because of the stimulant effect of the nicotine. But at the same time, the person who smokes has less oxygen available. This is the cause of the cumulative damage to the heart from smoking. So I know it's not a simple thing to stop smoking. It takes a high-quality decision, strong motivation, and an effective method. It might take more than one attempt, but in the long run, it is worth every ounce of your effort to make this change. Your brain will be healthy for a very long time from this one change. So what does this information have to do with you if you do not smoke and, in general, are not exposed to smoke? It has to do with toxicity. We all take in toxins through our diet, sometimes in the forms of pesticides on our foods or the additives and preservatives, and these also impair the brain's health. Anything that is foreign to our body causes our liver to work harder to eliminate it, and some things our livers have no mechanism to eliminate. Highly processed foods with lots of additives really can't be digested properly or utilized efficiently in our bodies. Alcohol is a toxin for the brain. Do you know that alcohol, as it breaks down in the body, becomes acetaldehyde? Aldehydes are substances used in preservatives for laboratory specimens. Acetaldehyde is a poisonous substance for the brain and for other body tissues. That is a toxin we can totally control. So you can make much healthier decisions about the foods, the beverages, anything that you put into your body. Think of it this way. Would you allow yourself to... Now, 
ask yourself, would you allow a small child to ingest the beverages, foods, or inhalants that you allow for yourself? In some cases, you would not, would you? Why not? Because you know they're harmful. Isn't it amazing that you would protect the child from the same things you allow yourself to be exposed to? Why would you not choose to protect yourself? So, you can make a choice. You can choose fresh, unprocessed foods, organic whenever possible. Why organic? Because it's one of the ways that we know that standardizes the use of toxins in the growth process. Most of us do not grow our own food anymore, so we are reliant on food manufacturers and the farmers they pay to grow our food. We know that if a farm is certified as organic, there are clear restrictions on the use of pesticides, not only in the current crop, but in their previous years. If you can find a local farmer, even better, because then you can have a discussion about how they grow the food and know that there is good nutrition in the food that you're purchasing. If you don't have that kind of access, then a label that says certified organic is what you must rely on. Pesticides are a foreign substance to our body and toxic to our brain. The more that you eliminate toxins in your body, the healthier your brain will be. I said earlier that our cells need three things to be healthy, oxygen, fuel, and a means for repair or replacement. Fuel in our bodies is in the form of glucose. Glucose comes from our food, specifically the carbohydrates in our diet. I know you've heard all kinds of information about carbohydrates, good carbs and bad carbs. Some diets specifically eliminate certain carbohydrates, but the foundation of this isn't as simple as good or bad carbs. It's about fuel. How much fuel do you need? And what is the most efficient means of getting the fuel that provides nutrition to your body for energy and repair? See, a candy bar and a carrot are both carbohydrates. The candy bar has a lot of fuel, but very little nutrition. The candy bar is easily digested, absorbed very rapidly, and circulated to the cells quickly. But it does not also contain the vitamins and minerals that the body needs for repair or replacement of healthy cells. The candy bar requires more insulin to help usher it into the cells to get it out of the bloodstream. A carbohydrate is a sugar, no matter what form it is in. It is either a simple sugar, like a candy bar, or a complex sugar like a whole grain muffin. A simple sugar breaks down quickly and moves into the bloodstream rapidly. Now, I know this is getting really deep and maybe it's hard to follow. I'm sorry. But it's really very simple to understand. When we come back from the break, I'm going to go into this just a little bit more so that you understand how to best fuel your body. We're going to take a short break now. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, 
Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast, like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Oh, Jenny, did you hear that Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one. AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We're talking about brain action. The kinds of things that you can do to keep your brain healthy for a very, very long time. And I just started to talk about the fuel that we provide for our brains. And I'm talking specifically about glucose. This is blood sugar, the thing that we know as blood sugar. Now, sugar to us sounds like a bad thing, but sugar is actually a requirement. Every cell in our body has to have a molecule of sugar, a molecule of glucose, in order to do its work. And if it doesn't have that, it can't work. So what I began with was talking about how we get that sugar, that glucose, and that's in the form of carbohydrates. Now, in our diets, we only have three options, proteins, carbohydrates, or fats. Every food, everything that you eat falls into one of those three categories or maybe contains two or three of those components. So... If you're eating carbohydrates, carbohydrates have to be worth it to add fuel. They have to be worth the energy that they're going to provide. And I began by contrasting the difference between a candy bar and a carrot because they're both simple sugars, but there are some very definite differences. That candy bar, it was going to break down quickly. It's going to move into the bloodstream very rapidly. 
And the body will see that as a dangerous thing because when blood sugar goes too high, it causes damage. So that sudden surge of sugar will eventually cause the cells to close the door, so to speak. Now, insulin, the role of insulin in your body, insulin is like the doorman. Insulin opens the door and helps the glucose molecule into the cell. But when there's too much sugar floating around in the bloodstream, the cells actually say, oh, no, that's too much, and they become resistant or they don't permit the insulin to function effectively. Think of it as sort of like insulin is the greeter that opens the door for you at your favorite store. That's the insulin. But when there are too many customers trying to get through the door, the store manager locks the doors and only allows a few people in at a time. That is insulin resistance. So too many high-sugar foods and too few high-nutrient foods creates this situation in the body. The difference between the simple sugar of a candy bar and the simple sugar of a carrot is the time it takes to get into the bloodstream. See, a carrot has more fiber, so it will be slower to break down in your stomach and slower to move through and get to the bloodstream. It is not all at once, like the candy bar. There's a commercial out there that compares corn sugar with cane sugar. And the commercial tells us the body doesn't know the difference between corn sugar and cane sugar, and that is absolutely true. Within our bodies, there is no difference between the simple sugar from corn or cane. It is not about the source of the sugar. It's about the quantity. Remember, carbohydrates are fuel. If we consume more fuel than we need, more than we can use, our bodies are designed to store the rest of it. We are still very primitive in our design. We were designed for periods of fasting or famine. Well, we now live in a world of abundant food. We don't have periods of famine. We have more than we need in our affluent areas. So we do not experience the types of famine that our bodies were designed for. And when we overconsume, we store that extra fuel as fat. As our weight increases, here's the bad thing about your brain, the brain size actually decreases. So our conversation about brain action has to include a discussion about weight. Most of us in our day-to-day work and activity do not require a lot of fuel. Most of us do not make our way through physical labor anymore. Our ancestors had more physical requirements and less ease in accomplishing the daily needs for their families. Physical labor was more common than office work. Technology was limited or non-existent, and food was grown close to home and required physical effort in order to produce it. We have moved far away from those days, but we have actually increased our total caloric intake. Our bodies actually require fewer calories, but we eat more. So now we come to the basis of that good carb, bad carb adage. The carbohydrates we need have to be dense in nutrition and low in fuel. A carrot when digested and utilized in the body, provides more useful components to the cells in our brains. A carrot has fiber to keep our digestion healthy, vitamins to support our cells in repair and, and function, and fuel to keep each cell working at high efficiency. A candy bar? Well, it raises blood sugar quickly, making our insulin overreact. That reaction causes the blood sugar to drop more dramatically, and it has very little nutritional content. 
when our blood sugar drops, we are more impulsive. We make poor decisions, and we have very poor judgment. Our blood sugar drops low for two reasons. When we are, in, are hungry and in need of fuel, our blood sugar is low. That's why we know we're hungry, actually. It's the low blood sugar that triggers that sense of feeling hungry. And it drops low when the body adjusts for that concentrated sugar and drops it low out of that dangerous range. Like I said before, an elevated blood sugar, as any diabetic would know, can cause damage to the brain, the eyes, the kidneys, and the heart. A diabetic doesn't have the mechanism to lower their blood sugar. But if you are not diabetic, your body is, is designed to protect you from the harmful effect of an elevated blood sugar by quickly putting insulin into your bloodstream and facilitating the blood sugar into cells so that it can be used as energy or stored as fat. So what does all this mean to you? Well, each day you make many, many choices. You make choices about how you fuel your body. You make choices about how you exercise. You make choices about how you give your body the option of using the fuel you ate or storing it. See, when you make the choice to exercise, you are once again increasing circulation of oxygen, nutrients, and fuel to every cell of your body, including your brain. We're back to circulation again. When we sit still at our desks all day or sit on the couch after our workday is over, we fail to support adequate circulation to the brain. And again, without adequate oxygen to the brain, we experience brain fog, memory deficits, poor impulse control and judgment, anxiety, and depression. When you make the choice to exercise consistently, you are contributing to the long-term health of your brain. When you consider the foods that you eat in terms of their nutrition and fuel content, you make a decision to either support your healthy brain or your unhealthy brain. You make lots of decisions every day. Some decisions you don't even know you make anymore because they are habits. How you eat is a habit. Changing it requires awareness. That's why a food journal increases the likelihood of successful weight reduction. Again, we're back to the science. There was a research study out there that said that. People that wrote down what they ate were more successful, had greater weight reduction. Well, the reason for that is that a food journal takes that awareness into consciousness instead of habit, instead of being automatic. A food journal makes your choices conscious in front of you, and a food journal tracks your successful choices and helps you monitor your progress. And by that, I mean your success. Excess weight damages the brain. Excess weight impairs the circulation to the brain. Excess weight restricts your ability for movement and activity. The less you move, the less circulation to your brain. The less circulation, the less nutrition, fuel, and oxygen. The less nutrition, fuel, and oxygen, the less the brain can repair itself. The less the brain repairs itself, well, the greater the loss of normal brain functions like memory, judgment, impulse control, 
decision-making, creativity, and problem-solving. If you are overweight, make a decision to change this today. Take action on this day to make decisions to support your health. You can keep your blood sugar stable. That is within your control. And there are two things that allow you to manage your blood sugar effectively. The choice of the foods that you select and the frequency in which you fuel your body. Choosing foods that are delicious and nutritious ensures that you will remain consistent in your decisions. Fueling your body with the frequency so that your blood sugar doesn't drop. Some people need to eat three meals a day and other people, they need to eat more frequently but in smaller portions. Once you learn how to fuel your body, do that. Do it every day. Honor that your body needs fuel in a certain way. And allow yourself to begin to practice and repeat these choices so that you make them habits. Last week, I spent a lot of time talking about exercise related to brain function. And you know from that program that exercise is crucial to brain health. But I am going to suggest today that exercise is not the most important thing that you can do for your brain. There is something even more important than exercise for your brain's health. And no, it's not the nutrition either. Those are very important things. The amount of sleep you get is very important. The type of nutrients you make available to your brain, very important. But that is not the single most important thing you can do for your brain. Now, I'm going to have us take another short break. And I want you to think about what it is that you think is the answer to that question. What is the single most important thing that you can do for your brain? I'll tell you when we come back. We're taking a short break now. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. I just got AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network, and let me tell you, it's crazy fast, like living in the future fast. My roommates can't keep up. Oh, Jenny, did you hear? That Barbara has an extra ticket to the concert? Lisa, that's so 42 seconds ago. I already downloaded it from the link she sent me. Oh, great. Lisa will forget about that ticket soon. See, about 52 seconds ago, her boyfriend changed his relationship status to single. She doesn't know that yet, but she will in three, two, one... AT&T. Rethink possible. Get it fast with AT&T, the nation's largest 4G network. Introducing the new Samsung Galaxy Note. It's a phone, it's a tablet, it's both, and it's only from AT&T. Limited 4G LTE availability in select markets. Learn more at att.com slash network. New two-year voice agreement with qualifying monthly data plan required. Other charges and restrictions apply. For more details, visit att.com slash note. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. 
You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. We're talking about brain actions, the kinds of things that you can do, actually do, that create long-term health for your brain to keep your memory sharp, your thinking clear, and your thoughts active so that you can continue to learn and contribute to your world. And before the break, I asked you the question, what is the single most important thing that you can do for your brain? We've talked about sleep. We've talked about nutrition. We've talked about weight. We've talked about smoking. We've talked about keeping your body a clean place and not taking in a lot of toxins in any form. But none of those, none of those are singly the most important thing that you can do for your healthy brain. So what is it, the single most important thing required for a healthy brain over your lifetime is the consistency of good decisions. That's right. It's the consistency. It's not just what you do today. It's what you do every day consistently. It's the little decisions that you make each day that have the most impact on the health of your brain. The little choices to have a candy bar instead of an apple with peanut butter, the little choices to walk further each day than you did the day before, the little choices to avoid alcohol, smoke, preservatives, those are the most important actions to ensure a healthy brain. You deserve that health. You deserve to have good memory, clear and rapid thinking, and a physically active body. So it's the little decisions, but those little decisions add up. It's what you do every day. You know, if one day, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, I always tell people, Skip whatever it is you think you're doing. It's a celebration. It's one day. One day is fine. It's what you do every day that makes a difference. You know, there's things that you do consistently. You do it automatically, and they're good habits, aren't they? You brush your teeth every day? Of course you do. It's a good habit. And you were taught to do that at a very, very young age. Your food patterns, your food choices, you were taught at a very young age. And unless you consciously focus on making changes, you'll do automatically what you've always done. So it's the little decisions. At first, it's the decision to change. 
At first, it's the little actions that you have to stay focused on, the little actions that you have to be consciously aware of. If you are currently faced with an excess of weight, you know that didn't happen in a week of bad decisions. It happened in many weeks, months, and years of bad decisions. It happened because you were distracted with other things. It happened because you were depressed or anxious and didn't know how to treat those symptoms effectively. It happened because you developed habits or you began to lie to yourself about your weight and the responsibility you have for your own choices. You see, it's not the big decisions that impact your health over the long term. It's the consistency of the little daily choices that truly make a difference. Think back over how you put on that extra weight. It might be the cookies or the mid-morning visit to the vending machine. It might be the daily trip to the fast food restaurant. There's nothing wrong with convenience, but if the convenient meal contains more fuel than your body is going to use and there are fats that the body struggles to digest, then it becomes a habit that contributes to your unhealthy brain. See, it's not just about the weight. It's about your brain. That excess fat in your food becomes a toxin. The body is designed for moderation. When we do anything in excess, whether it is sugar, fat, or vitamins, the body is designed to defend itself against that excessive substance as if it were a poison. So the consistency of your choices is the real foundation of a healthy brain. The consistency of your past choices got you where you are. Making new choices for your health consistently will support your healthy brain. You can make better choices on this day, and you have the power to reinforce those healthy decisions. Do you know how? Yes, you can stay focused on your choices. That's a good start. Do you know that the research shows that the factor that has the greatest influence on longevity is not anything we've talked about so far? The research shows us that the single most important factor in living a long life is the quality of the people you are surrounded by every day. If you hang out with healthy, active people, you will live longer. I've made reference to those mirror neurons in your brain many times. Let me describe them again. The human brain has specialized cells that reflect and imitate the behaviors of the people around us. When we observe someone playing football, our own brain cells are activated as if we were running and throwing the ball and falling down. Those special brain cells actually anticipate the behavior of the person we are observing and fire even before they take the action we have anticipated. In other words, if we observe someone who is about to pick up a glass of water and drink it, our brain will fire those motor neurons or brain cells that we would use to pick up a glass of water and drink it before the person we are observing actually does so. Our brain reflects the behaviors of the people we encounter the most in our day. If we hang out with healthy people, we make healthier decisions, in part because we are influenced by and reflect the behaviors of the people we are with. So the opposite is also true. If our family and friends, the people we have the most contact with every day, are unhealthy, sedentary, or make poor food decisions, we will reflect that behavior as well. So who do you hang out with? It's not just the messages they give you, although that is important. A sedentary person will support your excuses to skip exercise or to eat an extra portion. It's also their own behaviors. 
we are wired to model from the people we are with. Look around your network. How do the people who are closest you are closest to behave when it comes to the decisions they make for their health? Do they take care of their brains? Do they exercise consistently? Do they choose healthy foods in moderate quantities? Do they get sufficient sleep? Do you? You can influence the people around you to make healthier decisions and create a healthy brain. But you must also surround yourself with people who take their health seriously, who make the little decisions that support a healthy brain, who do it day after day, week after week, year after year. I want to briefly tell you, just before we close, a story of two young women who attended a workshop I offered last month on weight loss. I'll call them Jill and Sally. Those aren't their real names. Sally scheduled both of them to come to the workshop because she had recently had a child and was struggling to get back on track with her health and her weight. She wasn't obese, but she was overweight. Her friend Jill, also a young mother, was finding it difficult to incorporate healthy habits into her routine. Both women worked full-time, have young children with lots of sports activities, and husbands that they adore. Their lives are very busy, and they put themselves low on their list of priorities. There were two changes that I observed them make that are contributing to their success at healthy fitness and a healthy brain. Jill took a little bit of time after her first workshop to plan out healthier meals for her family. She realized that while no one else in her household needed to lose weight, they did deserve to eat healthy foods. Her children deserved to learn how to fuel their bodies effectively. So she planned out new menus for their meals and implemented those meals into their weekly routine. Cindy had been an athlete. Her idea of exercise was a five-mile run. She allowed herself to consider exercise in a new way. With a baby and a young child in the house, she won't get a long amount of time to exercise every day. And while her husband is very supportive of her health, the needs of young children vary and the best laid plans often go awry. But as she considered new ways to incorporate exercise into her life, she realized that she had many opportunities in her day to add more steps. She could walk the stairs when she takes a break at work. She can take the stairs in the morning and the afternoon to come and go from her desk. She can park further away. And best of all, Jill and Cindy work in the same building. They're good friends and good for each other. They worked out a lunchtime routine to incorporate some of their exercise into their day. They support each other's healthy decisions. I'm going to ask you today to find a way, a support for your own healthy decisions. It's the consistency of the decisions that matter. It's the consistency, not the magnitude. What changes will you make today? How will you support developing a habit of consistent, healthy decisions that keep your wonderful brain healthy for your long life? So go out there, make these changes work for you, and make this a great day. You truly deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week.